This is episode four of the Christian Travelers Network, and today our guest, Peter Greer, will share what it means to travel as a Christian based on God's word and his travel experiences. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, so glad you are here. A few things to note before Peter joins us. I'd like to encourage you to subscribe and share our podcast at christiantravelers.net. There you can find some information about our podcast and be entered into a giveaway for Peter's book, Travel in Tandem with God's Heart. Great book for those of you wanting to hear some Christian travel stories and explore what God says about travel. And you could win some cool Christian travel stickers made by Wonderfully Made Art. Let's go ahead and give a warm welcome to Peter Greer. When Peter's not off traveling, he is based in Cork, Ireland, and works for Christian Unions Ireland, helping students encounter and share the living word of Jesus. In his spare time, he trail runs local mountains with friends, enjoys sharing food, his house, and life in community with diverse people in the city, and reads ferociously. Hi, Peter. So glad that you are here. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got involved in travel ministry? Yes, great to be with you uh, today. Um, Well, as you mentioned, I I work for Christian Unions Ireland. Um, That's a a campus ministry in Ireland, uh, helping uh, Christian students in their faith and uh, helping them to share their faith. Um, And so I travel around uh, supporting student-led movements um, on different university campuses around Ireland. Um, And I guess so much uh, of my job is traveling from campus to campus and sleeping on sofas and floors of uh, people. Um, but uh, many people started to ask me questions, well, is this the best use of time? Is travel just a waste of uh, what could be better spent? Um, or how do you make the most of the fact that you travel so much? Um, and not only that, in my experience, um, but uh, students uh, that I work with, um, well, they eat, sleep and dream travel. Um, and not only is student culture consumed by it, but uh, I guess the whole of our culture, isn't it, uh, shaped by and bathed in this culture now of, of travel. Um, yes. And so I think of um, my housemate, uh, Dan, he was a, he was a student uh, who graduated and decided uh, once he graduated, well, let's uh, pack my bike up, uh, head off to New Zealand and cycle home over the course of one year back to Ireland again across the whole world. Wow. Uh, within a few days, I got a, a call from his parents saying, do not tell Dan this, um, but we need to meet you um, because we need you to stop him going. Um, and so different generations have different reactions to travel, but no one is left unaffected by it. Um, and so that started to yeah just get my juices flowing and make me think, well, uh, what is it about travel um, uh, that a Christian uh, like myself should be uh, thinking or uh, practicing or enjoying about travel? Yes. Uh, do you mind my asking, how did you respond to his parents when they visited? Um, good question. Um, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's one of those sensitive things. Um, I always like to hear everything from everyone's viewpoint. And so um, first I, I listened uh, to why they were concerned and to see whether some of their concerns were actually genuine and, and real and perhaps were things that uh, were worrying things. 
um, and then trying to weigh them up. Well, how do you bridge build between uh, what they were saying and maybe some of their genuine concerns, but also some of their uh, just fears because they they didn't know they weren't brought up in a generation who this was normal for. Um, and how do we build a bridge between that and then between uh, Dan's uh, thoughts and dreams of travel and uh, what he's likely to actually respond to um, uh, if if we'd all just come down and stamped down and said, you're not doing this, um, we had to weigh up the, the costs of, well, what if he just goes off by himself and has no support and uh, doesn't do, uh, have any connection with anyone? So uh, it was a difficult uh, few days and weeks um, of uh, helping the, uh, the two generations talk to each other and helping constructive um, uh, constructive ideas come from each other about how this uh, might be a, a positive thing or how that could certainly uh, come from it, um, even uh, if there were still a few uh, niggling doubts from one side or, or the other. Um, so in a long story short, it was very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, is a pretty typical concern as generations tend to view travel so differently. Um, but that's really cool how you work through that. Um, I guess before we dive a little further, uh, how many places have you traveled to and do you have any favorites? Oh, you asked two hard questions. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's um, tally of countries is probably only up to about 17 or 18 at the minute so it's, it's not actually uh, too many by some travelers uh, standards um, <laughs> and mostly confined to, to Europe and North Africa and the Middle East um, and so I've yet to explore a, a good chunk of, of the world um, but I guess most of my favorite travel memories have been uh, time with people uh, who are precious to me. Um, so my sister lives in, in Africa and I don't often get to see her and her family. Um, but once mm -hmm. she came back for nine months uh, to, to Europe um, to take a break from uh, the toil and the, the stress of the work that she was doing uh, in medicine in Africa and uh, we'd promised each other well at some time in our life we'll run a marathon together and so we looked around Europe to see where was the most stunning um, marathon to uh, to do together and decided on uh, up in the Arctic Circle in uh, Tromso in Norway um, and it was during uh, the June uh, solstice and so when uh, the sun doesn't go down at all in, in that part of the world, uh, the midnight sun as they call it, um, and so being up there and uh, being with an old university friend who put us up and showed us around and took us off to some of the, the stunning islands of the local area, um, just uh, paradise islands with no one uh, there on them whatsoever and just uh, all to enjoy uh, by ourselves um, that's precious uh, and so many of my memories like that are um, favorite because they've been with with people I love and cherish wow um, for those that don't know was it warm during that season or was it kind of chilly it's the arctic circle the arctic has those uh, visual uh, pictures of uh, just ice and snow and and everything um, 
But okay, it was surprisingly surprisingly warm. We were able to to camp out overnight um, on the top of some of these islands and uh, camp in in shorts and t-shirts and not have to worry too much. So if you get the uh, the, the right few weeks for it, uh, it can still be uh, a pleasant temperature for 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 an Irish person anyway. Uh, we we're not <laughs> used to sunshine over here, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so travel ministry. It isn't a very common term, but it's something that you're very passionate about. So how would you define it and why do you feel that it's so important? Yeah, travel ministry is a bizarre uh, phrase in some ways. And in some ways, I just want to be, well, travel ministry is just travel as a uh, as a person of faith. Um, because I think... Uh, travel ministry is really just travel as it was meant to be um so we were created for incredible purpose in this world and uh, made for so much more than just uh, the material um physical realities and experiences that we uh, have around us um, and so travel ministry in some ways um, I would just see as uh, living for that purpose um, and you probably don't consider yourself um, and not everyone's in a, a full-time uh, Christian job uh, such as the one that I do um, and yet I, I suppose we still all are uh, these people who take part in uh, travel ministry or just uh, to put it in other terms um, enjoying travel as it was made to be under uh, the goodness of our God and, and maker and so I see that's so important because either you live for um, how we were made to live and enjoy it and enjoy the wonder of all that our, our good God has uh, provided for us and give him glory and thanks for it. Um, or we, we're we not doing travel ministry, we're not uh, traveling through, uh, under uh, his lordship and we decide, well, no, uh, we're just doing it for ourselves or for another reason. Um, and so uh, in, in a very basic sense, um, we're, uh, we're left yeah, with those base, base blocks of, of which we're going to do. Um, and so I just think it's so, so important that we get to enjoy the richness and the fullness of this world around us um, as it was made uh, to be enjoyed. Yes, I think that is a very good way of describing that. And uh, we often have different reasons for traveling, but uh, keeping God in the center of that is so important. Um, as you've kind of explored scripture, I read some of your blogs. What have you found that God says about travel? Yeah, it, it's been an interesting journey of exploring, of trying to figure out what, what God says about travel, because it's not an easy question. Um, you look at the at the Bible, and uh, I started to read stories right the way from uh, the early parts of the Old Testament, uh, all the way through to uh, the New Testament, um, and travel it just seems to flow off every page. And to start with, it really, really excited me, um, and I thought, this is incredible. We have a God who seems to have uh, given us travel stories and has travel at the heart of so much um, of what's going on on the pages of the scriptures. Um, and yet, at the same time, uh, as I was getting excited, um, I was starting also to get very puzzled because you read the travel uh, of, of Genesis and there's wanderers um, who get uh, banished from 
from Eden to start with and uh, keep on moving east. Uh, there's people who are scattered and spread out uh, by the judgment of God across the world. Um, there's, there's people who are scattered by the blessing of God across the world. There's raiding parties of other nations who travel. Uh, there's um, pilgrimages of uh, the Jewish people uh, going to the festivals. Uh, there's so many different types of travel uh, that are going on but none of them were really travel that I was particularly thinking of, uh, travel uh, that I do daily, uh, travel that um, I do on my holidays and uh, as I seek to uh, plumb the depths of the incredible things that there are to see in the world. And so, yeah, it, it provided those uh, tensions for me at the same time. And uh, it took me a while to start to try and piece together um, well, what what does God say about maybe our, our pleasure travel or the travel that maybe quite a few of us would do um, in this world and the travel that we, we dream of? And that's not absent, um, uh, perhaps uh, absent in, in one way from concrete examples in the Bible, um, but the whole of uh, God's uh, big picture, his big panorama, is it gives us a flavour of uh, what even our pleasure travels would, would look like. But it's certainly not uh, an answer that came uh, immediately, and I'm still enjoying um, exploring different corners of, of what exactly uh, that is. Um, but certainly, it's, the more and more I read, the more I saw, well, this, this still is what I think is important for us to be uh, wrestling with, and uh, not just my travel experience or your travel experience, um, because they'll always be uh, quite limited in nature, uh, no matter how many people we ask. Um, but what uh, the maker, the one who's given us travel, uh, the great travel author uh, himself, um, what, what he wants us to enjoy about travel. Yes, and travel seems to constantly be changing in the Old Testament. There were a lot of nomadic travel, and uh, now I would say just a few generations ago, it was less common for f families to travel long distances, and yet today we see people traveling the globe on a regular basis. There's just kind of this constant tension between wanting to stay in place, but also wanting to move everywhere. So how do you see this tension impacting Christian travelers? Yeah, that's a, a tension that we, we all feel as, as individualism has uh, gripped um, our, particularly our Western nations, and we, we love to... Uh, to have the freedom and that, that phrase, the, the world is your oyster. Oh, it's so true in one way. <laughs> um, and yet we're so lonely. We're some of the most loneliest uh, generations um, that have uh, been in, in recent years uh, from, from stories and from statistics that seem to be coming out. Um, and so that balance between uh, travel and yet bedding down into deep communities, uh, communities that are more than just uh, attending services uh, uh, every so often, but are real life-on-life uh, -life, uh, communities of faith um, and of vibrancy. And it is a, a tricky balance, um, a balance that I, I don't feel I've I've anyway mastered or uh, or figured out exactly how to, to go about it. So I would love to hear even from yourself and others what that looks like. But uh, certainly one that uh, every time I, I go away, I certainly have to bear in mind, well, um, what impact will this have on me and the local community here that I'm most part of and me serving uh, within that and enjoying uh, the depth of that? Uh, but also uh, when I travel, would it be possible to connect with either other believing communities or even in the places that I go to, um, how could 
I uh, best serve and enjoy uh, the deep communities and not just be uh, a passerby who's looking to consume from other people and take what I want, but to, to really enjoy uh, the the great variety and diversity of the world's uh, communities and uh, not just grab from that but also give back to those communities um, and what that looks like oh if only I could uh, figure out um, probably different in every place that I, I travel to mm-hmm. um, but questions that um, certainly are ones that I love to mull over uh, before I, I take every journey. Yes I think I went to I went to Europe last summer and I was super excited to do a solo trip and I was really excited to experience a lot of the culture and things but what I wasn't prepared for was how lonely it could be at times traveling in that way. And it's definitely something that you wrestle with. Um, kind of along those lines, uh, how do you suggest building relationships and getting connected with those Christian communities while traveling? Uh, a great question to ask. Um, and uh, one that I, I normally turn to to people who have a, a better knowledge of each of the places that I'm I'm traveling to. Um, so whether that be a, a Christian travel company or whether that be uh, local members of, of my church back home. And I ask them, well, does anyone know uh, people in this place uh, that I could connect with? And quite often uh, that might start to, to yield uh, some some answers or some people that uh, I could connect with. Uh, sometimes just Googling uh, different churches or uh, different organizations uh, who work in a certain part of the world um, has been very helpful. Um, but it's, I guess, also realizing that um, if every uh, travel person was to do this uh, for every trip that they took, um, it could also get very wearying for the, the people working in these places who would just be constantly taking uh, us around and showing us and introducing us uh, to uh, places. And so it's having some sensitivity to about what, what will actually benefit uh, the local uh, people on the ground mm-hmm. uh, and not just enhance our travel experience. Um, while you're traveling, I'm guessing that you've noticed that those communities, those Christian communities can look very different place to place. There's kind of a little bit of diversity there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, well, uh, I guess the most dramatic uh, differences of of some of those are when you enter countries of radically different uh, worldviews or cultures to to our own uh, Western ones, perhaps. Um, and so th- I guess that's uh, a flavour of, of where I've seen that, that most. Uh, so particularly travelling in North Africa and the Middle East, it's been a great joy uh, and yet a great sorrow at the same time uh, to see believers there who are highly persecuted, some of them, uh, whether just by friends and family um, or uh, in some instances um, by governments. Um, and seeing them wrestle with how do we do church and how do we interact with outsiders um, to see them going from uh, people who were initially very suspicious perhaps of me um, and of any uh, person who just rocks up onto their doorstep and uh, says that we're one in Christ and can I come and uh, spend time with you. Um, but then as barriers are broken down, both cultural barriers and uh, linguistic barriers uh, and other things, to be able to uh, sit uh, with uh, some of these people um, in 
hard, hard situations, and yet situations where uh, they radiate the joy and peace of knowing Jesus and of knowing uh, eternal life is is theirs in Jesus, and to worship um, in. I don't have uh, much of their language in some of these underground settings that I was traveling in, um, but to worship with them uh, the way that they uh, love to worship uh, with singing their songs and in their style and in their uh, theology that has been uh, developed in their culture um, and to sit at their feet and to learn from them is one of the blessed experiences um, of traveling and one uh, that I'll, I'll forever remember and i guess uh, every culture uh, whether uh, persecuted or whether not um has some of those unique uh, takes um their culture does on certain doctrines of certain beliefs of certain practices and traveling uh, just reminds me how small-minded perhaps i am sometimes and mm-hmm. how how wide and how deep um the the christian churches across the world um that god's is building and how wonderful and joyful that can be. That's awesome. Do you have a like worship experience that was super unique that comes to mind when you think of this? Um, I think perhaps actually one closer to home uh, than uh, some of those. Um, I was. It was our last ever holiday as a as a full family together before my sister left for Africa. And uh, we went up to the, the Scottish uh, islands where she worked as a, a doctor for a while. Um, and out in the Western Isles of Scotland, you come across some islands um, that are probably 90% uh, believing and practicing uh, Christians who have a, a living faith in, in Jesus. And it's marvelous. Uh, we were at a time where uh, it was the, the season within a particular church denomination um, where they would share, well, we call it different things, the, the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist or communion uh, together. Um, and they had special seasons during the year where they would gather uh, for a whole week or two weeks um, in homes in the local area and that they would prepare themselves uh, for taking this um, meal together. And as they prepared themselves and uh, shared life uh, together, they came and went every single evening from these different houses. Mm-hmm. Um, it was absolutely powerful to someone would just start singing and uh, in the ancient uh, Gaelic traditions in Scotland uh, they love the psalms and in fact some churches uh, completely just sing uh, the psalms and only the psalms Mm. Um, and they would start up these haunting melodies um, and as soon as one person would start uh, the whole room would break into uh, four-part harmonies just quietly um, and not in a big choral uh, blast of a choir as such but uh, just quietly in their own ways uh, from the people who consider themselves uh, good singers uh, through to um, uh, some of my friends who would say they couldn't sing a single note <laughs> and yet everyone uh, joining in in worship um, to the Lord Jesus and uh, stuff like that just sends uh, shivers down your spine doesn't it yes. um, and I wouldn't be the most traditional in, in worship style necessarily uh, but there was something powerful about all of that that was really incredible Wow, that is amazing. Um, so you have published a book. We were kind of talking about how there aren't many resources out there for Christians who enjoy traveling. Um, so would you tell us a little bit about your book? Yes, certainly. Um, 
uh, it was something that I, I hadn't set out to do, so it wasn't on my bucket list to uh, to write a book. Um, and yet, uh, because travel had captured my heart so much, and because I wanted others to be able to, to think uh, through the topic, uh, when I was approached by a publisher in the UK, uh, Interversity Press in the UK, uh, I, although hesitant, um, said, yes, okay, let's go for this, and let's see if we can get um, just something that gets our juices flowing. So you'll have heard from my experience that um, I've only travelled 17 or 18 countries so um, uh, some of you will have travelled far more than that and will be far more seasoned travellers and so what I, I wasn't going to say in the book is here's everything that you need to know about travel um, from my point of view and it's definitely not a uh, an all-encompassing uh, book or a really heavy uh, in-depth um, book but it's something that I hope uh, people will be able to pick up uh, on their travels um, and to uh, discuss together. Um, it tells stories of many people around the world, uh, whether it be stay-at-home parents, uh, whether it be uh, solo travellers, whether it be uh, single mums travelling with the kids, uh, whether it be uh, different uh, things uh, throughout that, uh, different experiences, but and ultimately tries to connect them into the big uh, Bible story of uh, travel and what God thinks um, of travel. Um, and at the end of every uh, chapter, there's some questions and there's uh, a prayer that can be uh, prayed uh, together. So really hoping this is just a, a launch pad, a kind of a trampoline um, uh, for people to uh, to bounce into their own thinking of, well, what, how do faith and travel go hand in hand and how can we make the most um, of our travels? So uh, I hope that uh, no matter whether it's uh, parents thinking of uh, why the, the current generation is so obsessed by travel or whether it's uh, you or I who are already captivated by travel and want to know how to make the most of it from a, a faith point of view, um, I hope uh, the different chapters just might give uh, some flavour and some exciting stories in there as well of uh, stories from every continent uh, across the world um, about how we can, can go about that. That is really cool, and I'm excited to read that. Um, what is the name of your book, and how can we find it? Uh, so the book is called uh, Travel in Tandem with God's Heart. Uh, so Travel in Tandem with God's Heart. And certainly is, is sold by all the, the major booksellers, certainly in, in Europe it is anyway. So if you go to Amazon.com uh, uh, or any of the major online retailers, and if you're across in Europe, uh, Book Depository um, and some of the major uh, bookselling chains will have it in their bookshops. Or um, I was brought up in a, in a local uh, Christian bookselling family. My dad was a bookshop manager. So I better say, um, so if you have one, support your local Christian bookshop too. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure they'd be glad to uh, to sell you a, a copy of it um, or on the publisher's website, um, ivpbooks.com. Uh, so ivpbooks.com. Um, or, of course, uh, 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 share or whatever it is to, to win uh, a, a free copy of it. I'd love to give one away on, on this podcast. And so um, I'm sure people can check out how that will be possible too. Yes, that'll be on our website at christiantravelers.net. If you sign up for our podcast, you'll be entered for the giveaway. And um, kind of last big question I have for you. I like to ask people on our podcast, what has been your biggest God moment in all of your travels? Brilliant question. Um, and it's hard to pick. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> God uh, has 
a marvellous way of uh, turning up in uh, in all the normal, ordinary moments, but also uh, in some fairly dramatic ways over the over the years. And so, uh, I had to think long and hard uh, about this one. And um, yet, I, I I can't help but remembering one moment. Um, it was a a very ordinary uh, travel moment. I was uh, travelling on the road between two universities uh, out east in County Waterford in Ireland and travelling west uh, to County Limerick and I was in a really bad mood. Uh, It's about a two-hour journey. Um, I'd had a long day. I'd been on the road for for several days at that point Um, and I was really bitter and really... I guess I had the radio on full blast as I travelled um, and I had no interest whatsoever in thinking anything but thoughts of self-pity for myself and um, the, uh, thinking, justifying uh, all that had gone on that day in my head, uh, replaying uh, things that had gone on uh, that didn't go quite as I wanted to um, and really just wasn't in a good mindset. Um, and yet, as I travelled, um, I noticed uh, over at the side of the road, uh, we don't have a very good uh, public uh, transport system in Ireland in certain places. And so um, uh, there was a hitchhiker uh, sticking his hand out um, uh, and looked like the, the stereotypical Irishman of uh, postcard pictures, a uh, long <laughs> ginger beard um, and uh, a young lad in, in farmer's uh, costume. Uh, and I thought, oh, okay, then I'll I'll pick him up. So I pulled in in this tiny, tiny village. Um, uh, he jumped in, and uh, it, the first question he asked was, "Well, where are you going?" And uh, we got that sorted. Uh, the second question he asked, uh, with no prompting whatsoever, uh, was, "Tell me, what's a Christian?" And I just uh, my heart stopped. And I tried to keep on driving and thought, how on earth does this guy ask me this question? There was nothing in my car that would given him uh, a bit. There wasn't a big I love Jesus sticker on my car or anything like that. Um, and in, in many ways, it's a question that Irish people just don't ask um, because uh, everyone in Ireland is supposedly uh, Christian. And so uh, so it was a baffling question even uh, for an Irish person to ask at all. Um, and yet uh, God had been at work in his life and uh, over the course of the next 10-15 minutes he was in the car um, he explained to me that he'd been off travelling around the world. He bumped into a team uh, uh, called Youth with a Mission uh, who many of you may have heard with um, off in uh, the islands um, way off in the Pacific Islands um, and he'd stayed uh, at a base there for a few days with them and he was so struck by the warmth and the beauty of the community and their focus on uh, Jesus that seemed so different to him um, that uh, he said to them I must have some of this how when I leave you how can I experience Jesus in the way that you seem to know him so personally and in such warmth of community and they told him well uh, here's a Bible, uh, go home and, and read that and come out to our base in Hawaii uh, for our summer uh, team uh, and you'll find far more of that. Um, and so he had arrived home, his parents thought he had met a cult, um, all of his local rural farming community thought this was highly suspicious and not to be touched at all and they said, oh, anyone who says uh, that they're just Jesus followers, um, don't trust them. And so he got into my car as the, the next person that um, he'd uh, encountered, apart from his rural 
farming community and said to me, uh, well, what is a Christian? Um, and he thought me, because of my accent uh, from the north of Ireland, uh, might be able to give him uh, an answer. And so um, just as much as I just said to you there, um, he said to me, and then literally we arrived at the, at the farm that he was uh, wanting dropped at, and uh, he got out of my car, um, and just before he closed the door, um, shouted out, uh, thank you very much, uh, that, that was very helpful, uh, slammed the door and walked off into the field and I couldn't, couldn't even see uh, where um, he was going. And so moments like that, again, uh, just um, lift me from my self-centeredness and my uh, bitterness and my uh, what should have been a prayerful car journey. And yet I was so consumed with myself and reminding me that actually God is is weaving an incredible tapestry in this world, and these are just the whispers of him uh, of him at work. And uh, what excites me more is that he tells us in his word that actually he uh, he speaks so clearly in in far uh, bigger ways throughout the scriptures, and that if this was uh, just one of those uh, spine tingling uh, whispering moments. Uh, that how much more was there in God to enjoy and explore and get to know him. And so uh, from one traveller, uh, an Irishman who'd been right across the world to me in my mundane travels uh, of work. Um, yeah, that was one of my, my favourite moments of uh, God uh, being so obvious. Wow, that is an incredible story. Well, thank you, Peter, for being on our podcast today. If people want to connect with you, how can they find you on social media, etc.? Well, this is where uh, this is where it gets uh, <laughs> it gets harder. Um, <laughs> given my love for uh, North Africa, I've picked a, an Arabic word um, uh, for my social media. Al-Habra, um, it's the derivative of algebra uniting broken parts. That's what I feel God does. Uh, even through travel, uh, unites us together as a broken uh, humanity uh, so that's uh, i'll just spell it for you a l j a b r a l j a b r i'm that underscore cork um uh, or uh, you can probably find me slightly easier um uh, both my blog uh, there on wordpress um uh, but also on social media if you just uh, search for the ha- hashtag uh, travel in tandem uh, travel in tandem and soon enough, you'll uh, see uh, posts from a Peter uh, cropping up. Um, and uh, even if your uh, Arabic's as poor as mine is, uh, you'll still be able to find me regardless. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And we've really appreciated your insights today. And thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been brilliant. Okay, well, Christian Travelers, I'd encourage you to check out Peter's Instagram, Twitter, and blog, and also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our podcast at christiantravelers.net. You'll be entered in a giveaway for his book, along with some fun Christian travel stickers. In fact, Josie, the founder of Wonderfully Made Art, will be joining us next week and sharing some of her travel experiences as a spouse to a travel nurse and how she started Wonderfully Made Art as a result. Until next time, God's blessings and safe travels.